Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What's up, y'all? It's Russ Parr. Welcome to Russ Parrcast. Today's episode, we're talking to Clifton Powell. You know, Clifton Powell that you've seen in every play that comes to your town. You see him in every movie that ever comes out. Clifton Powell, the actor, the funny guy. Yes, he's going to break it down what it's like to make it in Hollywood or not. Let's go right to it. Yeah, you know, listen, I, I'm calling all my friends, you know, I'm telling them about the Russ Podcast, and I have to call some people that aren't my friends, so that's why I've got Clifton Powell on the phone right now. You know, Pinky, Clif- Clifton Powell. Yes, that funny dude. How you doing, nigga? I mean, sir. I'm, hey, nigga, I'm doing good. <laughs> hey, Russ, why don't you just say I'm your friend, man? It's not with the bull crap. I, I, want, I want to do that, but you're such an I ass to me. I got started at radio, Russ, when you, was, when you was being a bouncer at the Handicap Strip Club down, oh, on, wow. down on, uh, on Florida Avenue. Yeah. You ran into me, and I got you started, Russ. And why don't you tell the people the truth? Okay, well, let me start off with a good introduction for you, Okay. <laughs> He was born in a small African village in uh, Nigeria. He graduated to become one of the soup kitchen boys and found his way to the United States of America, where he started started as a porn star um, in your basic uh, man-on-man films. Uh, after achieving some success... That, okay, I got to stop there. Okay, wrong... Roscoe, that's for my next guest. I'm sorry. I have to say, uh, Clifton Powell is one of my favorite people. um, Because I remember one of the first times we met was in L.A. I remember it like it was yesterday. Was it Highland? It was a Bank of America. We was at Bank of America, Russ. And you was trying to cash um, one of them uh, checks that says you may have already won $500 million. Remember? Right, right, right. (laughs) And they're trying to tell you, this isn't real, sir. And you're like, no, it's a real check. I said, uh, Mr. Powell, and you're like, who are you, nigga? I'm like, oh, hold on now. I'm just trying to save you some embarrassment. You have been, you may have already won $5,000 check. These these aren't real. They're fake. And you had a tear oh in your God. eye, and you looked at me and like, man, man, why are you trying to kill my hustle? I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> Go ahead and make a fool out yourself. No, it, it, I was I was I was in awe of you. I was in awe. I was, I was like, that's Clifton Powell, you know. And after I got to know you, I didn't realize there was no reason for the awe. I know. You realize I was I was faking it till I make it. But really, no. All jokes aside, y'all, we just having fun. Russ, yeah. Russ, man, I don't like to say guys are dear to me other than my kids. Yeah. But you, but you're a dear friend, man. And you, Russ, you're funny. Can we curse? Oh, absolutely. You're funny as fuck, Russ. <laughs> and if, if you decide to leave the radio business and you just want to go out on tour and do your one-man show, it's going to be a hit, bro, because nah. you're a funny dude, man. But if no, I, man. We if I saw, bank, sat up and told the truth about everybody, I have some material, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. If you you knew everybody when they were still working at, at goddamn Ralph in public, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you were the doorman at the Snooty Fox. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know about the Snooty Fox, it's where you can rent the room by the hour. And right, I like seventeen dollars. Yeah, $17. But, you know, Clippy in there always trying to cut a deal. Look, ain't going to take me but 20 minutes. Can I just do it? <laughs> Can you just charge me seven fifty? <laughs> Look at her. I'm, I'm going to be done real quick. Remember you used to work quick. up at the penthouse? 
yeah. fuck. Remember you was yes. a bouncer at the penthouse? Yes. Trying to hustle everybody? Yeah. <laughs> you well, don't remember that, huh? No, I, I you didn't did. think I knew about that, huh, Russ? Well, I, well the penthouse. <laughs> right up the street from Morgan's Crab House. You, only, you know, you remember, Russ. Yeah. Come on, stop lying. <laughs> It was so dirty, and then you get a dance, and you catch pneumonia at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice place, man. And the Maverick Flats oh, and all God. that stuff. We're talking old L.A., y'all. You know, it's like, it, it, was, it, oh. was, it was fun back then. Now it's oh not fun. God. It's not fun anymore, Russ. but that's okay. We got the memories. Russ. Yes, sir. You, I got to be the funniest guy, man. You're the only person I chop it up with like this, bro, because you, you bring out my improv skills, bro. Oh, you I'm know, not going to no, lie. You're a natural, and... This is one of the reasons why, you know, we've done a number of movies together. I always like to have an element of fun, you know, but it, but the only thing that drives me nuts about you, and I can just go ahead and keep it real, is <laughs> doing a real. table read with you, motherfucker. A table read with Clifton Powell. Everybody's trying to read their lines and get the fuck up out of there. He wants to go in there. Now, hold on, hold on. Do you want me to deliver it with some vim and vigor, or should I just lay back in it? Nigga, this is a table read. I just need you just to read the fucking line so we can go the fuck home. Oh, no. Uh, Sheila, you are the one for me. Or should it be, Sheila, you're the one for me. I'm like, come on. And everybody's looking at me like, Russ, can you control this nigga? I said, no, you got to let Cliff go ahead and act out his shit. Hey, Russ, yes. you know what? Yeah. The funny part is, we be having table reads with states and sinners and you ain't there. Yeah. Somebody said, y'all better be glad Russ ain't here. Because y'all would, we would be able to hear you niggas. <laughs> we had a table read last one season and you couldn't even hear. Coming. I'm coming through the door. Hello? Yeah. I'm coming through the door. Raise your voice. <laughs> I'm coming through the door. I said, man, them niggas better be glad I ain't directing and Russ ain't here. Because, you know, Russ, when you come out of the theater, a table read is like a performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the table read, for all of y'all out there that want to be in the business, Russ and I are playing around. But when you come to the table read mm -hmm. and you're new, make sure you be prepared. You're prepared because the writer and the producers are in the room and they're trying to hear that voice and they try to hear the inflections. They're trying to hear it all. Am I right or wrong? You're, you're right. Because nine times out of ten, I'm the director, the producer, and the writer. And you're reading my right. lines and you're not giving it any right. love. Right. I do get a little that's frustrated. Why after the table read, and that's, that's why after the table read, some people you don't see coming back. Absolutely. Hey, let me tell you a story, Russ, about that. Yeah. This is why I get like that. Mm -hmm. When I first started, and I was doing Martin, mm -hmm. I'll never forget. Now, you know Martin's from Palmer Park. Right. And, you know, I'm from Southeast, so I'm like, well, Martin, Martin's going to definitely give me respect, which he did. Mm -hmm. So this, you know, this is my first couple of years in L.A., and I'm, I'm like, shit, I'm on a Martin show. I'm doing a, I played a cop on there. Mm -hmm. So Shemin Bernard, I never forget it. She walked around the room. I think the reading started at one. At court, 10 minutes to one, she walked around the whole room and said, I'm going to tell y'all this right now. Y'all better fucking make sure you bring it at the table read or Martin is firing you because he fires people from the table read. Wow. I said, oh, my God. He ain't firing my ass. Mm. And 25 years later, I'm still in the game. So that's why you're the only one taking it seriously. To be honest with you, I joke about you wanting to be perfect on these table reads, but I appreciate it. Because you set the tone for everybody else. All those motherfuckers there, they're just trying to get a check, you know, and get the fuck home. I'm like, mm-mm. Clifton Powell yeah. comes to play, and he comes to work. And, and that's, that's a very beautiful thing. I mean, the drug problems and the heavy drinking on the set, I can yeah. put up with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the refusing yeah. to come out of the trailer and please <laughs> um, send over. Uh, I don't need a dude that is going to be watching me. Send the lady who's got my script. Send, send me somebody over that, you know, that I could possibly date, you know, as, as long as. Hey, Russ, you know what I think we got to do? What's that? We got to do a roast. 
we got to roast you, and then they got to turn around and roast me and really, <laughs> really just turn this thing upside down. Because all the stuff that you say I am, I'm not. I, I never drink on set. I know. I never lay. So you're I, trying to clean up my joke. I, you know, I would no, I would clarify it because you don't drink and you don't do no, that. No, because you know, you know, this was gonna happen. All your fucking listeners, like, yeah, I heard Cliff Fowler was alcoholic. But you know, they hang on, <laughs> yeah. they hang on to every fucking word you say, Russ. <laughs> no, no you, everybody knows I'm full of shit. But for okay, for real, for real though, I, I think one thing about Cliff, and you know, people joke about man, Cliff has been in every play. You know, here comes Sheila's mic stand starring Clifton Powell. You know, it's yeah. like there's yeah. a fly on a wall starring Clifton Powell. You know, yeah. Yeah. mama, why did daddy eat chicken? Starring <laughs> Clifton Powell. But you know oh, what? Here go one. Coming to the Wilshire Inville Theater for one night only. My uncle is really my daddy. Starring <laughs> Clifton Powell. <laughs> and they joke about it. Comedians have joked about how you've done everything. But you know what? You work. You work and you love to work. Russ, I tell you this, mm-hmm. and I want everybody out there to know, you know some of the tribulations and trials I've been through. Yeah. I had 20 years of unemployment, 20 straight years, and I just didn't quit. And the other thing, this is something we really should discuss right now. Mm-hmm. The other thing, Russ, is in about, on March 16th, I turned 65. Mm. Now, we all know I lost about five minutes during my divorce, and you and Eric and Keith and some of my dear friends held me together as I went through the storm. And you too, Russ, yeah. you've always been there. But turn April 1st, my pension gets recalculated. Nice. And I get anywhere from seven to $10,000 a month for the rest of my life. Now, wow. the reason I'm saying that is because when I first started, Russ, you know, you know what they say about black people. You want to really fuck them up, give them a book. So <laughs> tell me one nigga out there that read, I got to stop saying nigga. Tell me one nigga out there that didn't read the, the SAG handbook. Because I know I didn't read the fucker. And I, so when, when I went through my divorce, I called one of my boys. I said, man, I need me about thirty, forty thousand. 40000 He said, did you call about your pension? Now, you know, I'm from Southeast, Russ. I right. said, who? A, a pension? pension. <laughs> I, I said, what is pension? I thought it was a dad. I thought, That's a new dad? He said, you've been working in the business for almost to have a pension. All the work I did up to that, I didn't know I was building pension. What Negro was talking about, he'd been in everything. Because some of my buddies, he's 70 years old, don't have any be buried. Some of, some of my who have passed away, who their names, yeah. collection to bury them, we didn't read that handbook. Yeah, you got to read stuff, y'all. Don't realize you probably got money on the table and didn't know it. And, you know, all that jokes about Clifton Powell does everything, every play, every movie. You know, you know I don't stand for that. Only I can say fucked up shit about Clifton. You can't. <laughs> I have I have dusted some people off for trying to insinuate that there's any issues with Clifton Powell because Clifton Powell is one of the truest, hardest working thespians. I said thespians, I didn't call you a lesbian. Thespians right, in this business. And you can say what you want. He gets hired. Eddie Murphy hired Joe ass. I was watching Norbit the other day. You know, and I'm and I know that, you know, Eddie Murphy wrote for you to get on that movie. You know, I, yeah, he wrote. I, remember, he did. I, I'm not, I hope I'm not out of line here. I remember you telling this story about how certain people didn't want you to cast you in that, and Eddie Murphy's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I want this motherfucker." And, yeah, and, and I'm gonna tell you, Eddie, Eddie stood up, and let me say this publicly. First, I want to go back, Russ. I want to thank you because, you know, they do talk about me like a dog. You know, I, they I, really I, don't. I, Everybody's everybody loves you, man. No, to be honest, no, with you. Russ. A lot of people love me, but it's a lot of haters out there. And I'm gonna tell you all this. 
this entertainment shit is not what you think it is, man. When I first started making it rust, there's no rule book. That's why I want to do an evening with Clifton Powell, which I want to talk to you about, because mm-hmm. I want to start in D.C. But I want people to understand, we can give you the rule book. Guys like Russ, myself, Denzel, Sam, you can get to me. You can get to Russ. There needs to be a guidance, some guidance, because when you go into the NBA and NFL, we know these guys will make a lot of money. They get classes. They get uh, workshops. We need that for actors, man, because I got caught up in a lifestyle that I didn't understand. Mm. And it, 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 it almost cost me my teach, life. Teach, teach, you know? Clifton. You're teaching right now, but, bro. But let me just say this. Mm-hmm. With friends like you, Eric Thomasunas, Keith Neal, Steve Ferrier, Rose Catherine Pinkney, Kathy Colin, uh, my family, JB, my sister, and all those folks who rallied around me at the darkest hours, Russ. But I had to go through all of it. You told me, Russ, you told me seven years ago, you said, man, it's going to take you at least 10 years to bounce back from your divorce. So I look back on all of it, Russ, and, and they do say some bad. We even had a lot of women. And I told the girl the other day, I said, at least I had women. And they didn't turn me out after, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I just be honest with you. Yeah. So it's a blessing because, honestly, Russ, I don't know if everybody knows, all I ever wanted to be was Charlie Taylor on the Redskins. That's all I ever wanted yeah. to be. so i appreciate you russ no but you know i i have to say man it's like a a lot of people don't know what a black actor has to go through and sometimes you got people that in the streets would never call talk to you any kind of way you've had to take some stuff from some directors that Uh and, and 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 if i'm out of line you stop me man because on this podcast man we just keep it real uh one of the best movies ever made was ray let me just say this Jamie Foxx, I did a great job. We all did a great job. But I watched Jamie Foxx. It's so funny we having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I just told my girl how talented this dude is. Oh, yeah. I watched him put some things on his eyes. He got, it causes his balance to be off. He had to learn 10 songs a day, 10 mm-hmm. songs, like 10 songs a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he, he would do those scenes and then jump out and do 25 minutes of stand-up in front of all the crowd and then go right back in the ray. And Jamie Foxx stood up in a meeting and said, if y'all don't hire Cliff Powell, we're not doing this movie. Wow. And that's a fact, because they thought that I got too emotional at my audition, and it looked like they said they, 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 he shouldn't have cried, and it looked like he was nervous. And I mm-hmm. did something I never did before, Russ. I, my, my ex-wife said, you need to just call Jamie. I called Jamie on the phone. And I said, Jamie, they thought I, I shouldn't have cried, and I got nervous. He said, fuck that shit, Cliff Powell. You're going to be in this movie. So I take my hat off to Jamie. You know, when people see you act, sometimes you're often compared to, to Tito Jackson. Oh, my God. Now, Tito Jackson is one of my favorites. <laughs> Y'all didn't see Tito see, Jackson's Every once in a while, Cliff and, I, Cliff and I will disagree with each other. <laughs> every once in a while, we will do that. I think there's one time that Cliff got mad at oh, me. Oh, come on, brother. No, I'm going to tell it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell it. it no, one... we had some time season before last. No, tell him about the time I yelled. That's the no, the first one was the under shepherd when I was just getting inside of my head. And he was like, man, what the fuck, Cliff? But you always gentle with me. And then the time I yelled out on the set. Well, you know that head. because if, if I let you get away with it, then everything that everybody, I say to people about having a cool set and being calm and blah, blah, blah. I'll let you get it out now. I'll let you get it out. But you know I was coming. Everybody knew I was coming to the set. And I thought you was going to fight. I said, we, we was just going to be a bunch of old niggas bro. fighting and getting tired and then bro, going around, too. I would never. First of all, you got too much girth. 
Oh, please. <laughs> I know you've been on that vegan diet, Russ, but this shit is not working. I would never hit you. I would never hit you, but I would try to assault you verbally. Not, I mean, let me say this about you, Russ. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not big. You heavy set. That's what I call. Remember back in the day, you call a heavy set. Yes. That, that means you almost fat, but you're not. <laughs> you're skinny. a fat man. Go ahead. Tell the truth. Man. <laughs> no, Cliff. But you no, know, one thing, Cliff is professional, and. You weren't yelling at me. You were yelling about some stuff that was going on uh, that on the set because people were making noise while you were trying to get into character. What people no, didn't actually, realize right, is that you had flown you had flown overnight from L.A. on a red eye, right. and you only had about right. two hours of sleep. So you weren't in the best of moods, but you were rarely right. in a bad mood. And, 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 yeah. and I, that was the first time that I, I, I saw you just get a little irritated because that ain't yeah. you. And I was telling yeah. people when I was in Video Village while you were going like, what's going on over there? Y'all ain't running the shit. And I was like, y'all just relax. Because everybody started looking at me like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Ain't nothing going to happen. I'm going to talk to my friend, and we're going to be okay. And and you were. And and then you felt bad about it, which is the true nature of the kind of character that uh, Clifton Powell is. uh, When he feels like, hey, I could have handled that better, he'd be the first one to admit it. That's the beauty of Clifton Powell. But let me interject, Russ, because I want the folks to know this. It was really Jabari who was preparing for that scene. I think Trey mm-hmm. and the crew kept talking. We had a new crew. Mm-hmm. But what, and, and, I, and I did go off because I said, guys, I just flew in. If I'm drunk and I can't get my lines, it's going to be a problem. So we got actors trying to work. We're on a set, guys. Be quiet. So it, it just got out of hand. But what I liked about what you did, Russ, because it wasn't directed at you, and it's very rare that I go off, you came back to me. You said, Cliff. Let me run my set. Mm-hmm. And what I learned from that, Russ, is that no matter how I felt, I should have took a time out and came over to you. Yeah, well, but you know what? No, but that helped me, Russ. Yeah. Because I'm not, I, I'm not good at directing because I can't take a lot of shit from people. <laughs> well, you, you, you've directed. I remember you directed Vivica Fox and all these other. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. <laughs> what is no, it? Russ, you don't have really, the patience? Because No, Russ, this is what it is. You know, are you having? I Russ, are you are you any kind of Miss any kind of Miss Cleo, the the, the uh, psychic lady? No, not at all. <laughs> because me and my girl just had this conversation about directing, because she has an amazing story. Uh-huh. And I think what it is, Russ, because I was trained. You know, Debbie Allen was my dance teacher. God bless all of them. Mike Malone, uh, Linda Dickerson, Kenneth Doherty. They all come out of D.C. and Duke Ellington High School, which is now Duke Ellington, but was used to be workshop for careers in the arts and moved into Western and became Duke Ellington. They trained us military style. Mm. And I can't understand actors that understand actors that are not prepared, actors who let their ego take over their work. Mm. I can't understand actors who are not nice to people on the set mm. because you happen to be Vivica Fox or somebody like that. I had to go off on Vivica. I had to go off on a couple of people's names I'm not going to name. Robin Gibbons, you know, uh, 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 Lynn Whitfield, because it's not about being disrespectful. It's really about being respectful. And, and, and I'm going to tell you this, guys out there listening, go read, if you're in the arts, go read Lou Gotts' book that says, uh, it's called An Actor and a Gentleman. Mm. Man, I think one of the nicest guys to work with. So there are a lot of things that <clears throat> I think actors and actresses do that I know in my personal life, if we left my house or out in company, I wouldn't tolerate. And I admire you, Russell. I'm telling you guys out there, Russ is a funny guy, but are you not the coolest fucking director, dude? Thank you, in man. In terms of how you keep yourself cool well, I, in 
in the face of adversity. But you know, man, I'm not going to keep you much longer because I, I do want to, you brought up Lou Gossett Jr. And yeah. I, I was always a big fan of his. And when wow. he agreed to take the role on The Under Shepherd, uh, it's a movie wow. that we did. Clifton was in it, who, who was absolutely amazing in it. And so was Lou Gossett Jr. There was oh. so much. Here's the problem when you're at your, you wrote something, you directed something, you have to go into the editing bay. Do you yeah. know how much beautiful stuff that I had to put on the floor that Lou Gossett Jr. did wow. Wow. because of time? Beautiful yeah. stuff that you did because yeah. of time. I, there's a whole nother movie on that cutting room floor. And, wow. and, and, and Lou Gossett Jr., you know, award winner. And I'm yes, sitting sir. there giving him directions. I couldn't believe yeah. it. And, and he's, he's taking so, and he it. he takes directions so well. <laughs> I tell actors, they say, well, Mr. Powell, how come, how you work so much? Because I try to be good to work with. Yes. And the thing about, the thing about how I was trained, Russ, it's like when you're in a the theater, you have to be a part of an ensemble. It has to be, you know, you have to come and be a team player. Early on in my career, man, when I was out on the road doing a soldier story, the bus and truck company, I dropped the line. Them Negroes was ready to kill me. Mm. I was late. It was, it was like, no, we rolled like a team, bro. Yeah. And that's how Lou worked, man. And it's amazing. Like, we just did Hawaii 5 last season. I said, Mr. Gossett. He said, man, you ain't got to call me. Mr. No, this would happen. We, we, go on a, we go on to the set, right? We mm. stop at the truck to get some breakfast. He said, hey, uh, I'm Mr. Lou Gossett. I said, Mr. Gossett. Everybody knows you. <laughs> he said, yeah, man, but I mean, I, I got to, you know, I just got to be like that. Right. I said, I said, Mr. Gossett. He said, listen, Cliff, just call me Cliff. I said, Mr. Gossett, I am never going to call you uh, Lou. I'm just not going to do that. He, I never seen anybody work the way he does. And you know what? I tell you it was amazing because he really loved the under shepherd. He loved working on the set. Even yeah. when he was wrapped for the movie, when he had no more lines, no more scenes to do, he would come and sit down on the set because he thought it was something special. It is a really, I, even though I wrote it, it, it is a good movie. And one thing he came to, he called me one time and wow. he had, and I, I'm, I get a little emotional thinking about this. He, he said, Russ, I was doing a movie and the lines just, they just wasn't coming to me. And, you right. know, he was kind of like asking my advice. And I'm like, I'm like, Luke Gossett Jr. is asking me my opinion. And I said, yeah. you, you know why it wasn't coming to you, Lou? I said, because you weren't interested in it. Wow. And there was silence. And he went, wow. he said exactly that. Wow. Wow. And I had no idea that I reached him there. Because mm -hmm. here, here's a guy that's been working 40 years. Wow. Yeah, and great. I said, <laughs> it wasn't interesting to you. That's why wow. you weren't feeling it. Wow. And those are the moments, and you're not used to faking it. And that's one yeah. thing about Clifton Powell. He never fakes it. Now, I heard he's faked a few orgasms with some women, but, and that was <laughs> yeah, truly embarrassing. But we're not going to go over all, this, all your ex-wives and girlfriends. We're not going <laughs> to. Well, one of the reasons why I'm still working in this business is because they call me Big, Big Man Cliff. So my middle name is Hunglo. That's my middle name. Cliff. Hunglow Powell, okay? What a stupid <laughs> idiot. Hey, hey, Russ, go back and ask somebody. But let me let me say this before I go, Russ. I don't know what you got lined up, mm -hmm. but I think you got to get to the Under Shepherd 2. Under Shepherd You know two. it's been written. I've written, I've written uh, two of them. I've, I've got two of them that can be done. Oh, uh, 
There have been be talks about making it in a series, but, you know, when all those other series, Greenleaf and all those other ones came out, then we'd say, well, why should we jump on that? You know, but I, I, it's, it's vicious because uh, your character is just as fun, but he's deadly. Um, yeah. But I tell you I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you over that script. I'll send you over that script, and you just tell Please. me what you're thinking. And, and I know we got to go. Really... I know he ain't the most popular guy in the world right now because he's a Trumper, but Isaiah Washington is a monster. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you. Yeah, he was a monster that. Negro, that Negro. That, he's a, he, I know what you're going to say that. Don't say nothing, bro. Uh-huh, I but he, 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 he made me nervous watching him. And I said, <laughs> no, nobody makes me nervous when I watch him except De Niro and Denzel and them every now and then. He's a monster. He, he set the monster, tone for no. that movie because I think the first day was shooting, he, was, he took something and he grabbed it and took it to another level. And then it yeah. started going around to all the trailers. Y'all need to go on the set and see this nigga. Y'all need to go wow. on the set. And all of a sudden, I started seeing everybody that had no had no scenes that day, showing up <laughs> just watching him. And do you know, you everybody took it to the next level. Everybody and did. you know that's when what you can, as a director, baby. and and you seen your words being spoken that you wrote. It is like yeah. that is the ultimate. And so yeah. you, you can never say anything bad. I would never say anything bad about it, regardless no, no, of his no. politics. I well, would we never say anything Trump. bad about we, it. We gonna, I'm gonna say his shit. He a Trumper, but let me say this: <laughs> everybody in that movie came. To give a hundred thousand percent. But when that Negro took that little baby and ran down the aisle, I fell out. I damn near fell out the pulpit. Okay. <laughs> I I was up to turn looking to the attorneys. Are we going to get sued? Because <laughs> if he drops that baby, and if that baby was a newborn, baby, it's over. Oh he drops that because that wasn't scripted. He grabbed that. No. He was caught up. He grabbed that baby, and we're talking about the, the movie The Under Shepherd. If you guys had not seen it, uh, it's everywhere. You can rent it and watch it. He, when he ran down there, I'm like, oh, if he slips and falls, it's yeah. going to be a problem. And then when he came back with the baby, I went to him and I was going to say, man, and he had this look in his eyes, right? Because I can see this because wow. you're a method actor also. Yeah. He, he was in character. And I knew yeah. that I was not talking to Isaiah Washington. <clears throat> I knew I was talking to the character. And his wow. eyes were glazed over. And I'm like, wow. I'm going to leave him alone. I'm going to leave wow. him alone. And wow. I apologize to the mom. But, hey, Clifton, yeah. I, man, listen, we can talk but Hollywood and all this stuff, man, but you're one of my dear friends, and I, I hate it that I didn't get a chance to direct uh, Saints and Sinners this past season because Me of too. the pandemic. But yeah. um, if it comes back for another season, I will be there. Cool thing. I will have my shots. We certainly, <laughs> we certainly, I don't know about everybody else, Russ, but I heard you were difficult to work with. But I love working with you, and I miss you dearly. Now, the last time you were there and you hugged me and then tried to kiss me in the mouth, I said, Russ, don't do that shit again, bro, because I'm not gay. I'm not bisexual. I just want everybody out there. Russ, it's okay, though. You know what I'm saying, Because, Russ, I was going to fuck with your uh, makeup or your, your uh, 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 wherever you are yeah. and your sexual thing. Yeah. You're my guy, bro. Thank and you, man. You can, listen, Russ, you can kiss me on the forehead, but don't do that last squeeze you get. <laughs> no, we having fun, y'all. Russ Park, baby. Yeah, hey, Clifton Powell. You, you the coolest cat in the game, and we're gonna talk about an evening with Clifton Powell and Russ Parr one day in DC. We'll we're do that. To the Lincoln Theater. Let's do it, Russ. We'll do it. We just sit there and talk and just tell stories because I mean, we haven't. Even, I'm gonna tell you right now, we haven't even touched oh on all the shit behind the scenes that you guys. Oh that person God. did that. What? Yeah. And, hey, Clifton. And a whole lot of and it's a whole lot of lot of stuff we can't talk about, y'all, because it's rated yeah. censored. But, but we're going to get sued. we don't want to get sued. Hey, let's pray for peace. Listen, I got to say this before I go. 
I'm a I'm a Washingtonian and DMVer, and and we got to pray for peace, baby. Yeah. Because I don't think white folks, the racist white folks, I got my nieces white, my daughter-in-law's white, my grandkids are biracial. It's all about love, man. Yeah. And I went to Damascus with all mostly white boys. I never had a problem in D.C. I think somebody called me a nigger one time, and I was so shocked. I was like, this motherfucker don't know where he at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and I was shocked. I was like 14 years old. Excuse my language. But these, I'm going to say this to white racist America. The time is now. Dr. King used to say, if we slow down, he, he said, people are telling me to slow down and cool off. Mm-hmm. He said, well, if I slow down or if I cool off, I might slip into a deep freeze. <laughs> Dr. King had it. If we don't learn to live together as brothers and respect each other and sisters, this world is doomed. Yeah. White supremacy is done. Yep. It's a new generation. It's diverse. It's open in terms of sexuality. It's, it's, it's that the world needs to be out of this bubble that we live in. So I'll say to all white supremacists and all black folks who are on that bandwagon, it's over. Yeah. And what they did was they tipped their hand and now the government is ready. And I heard what you said this morning because you don't want to advocate violence. I get it. But let me just tell you this. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and this new administration are not playing. White supremacy is done. Absolutely. And it's just a matter of time before they realize it. I agree so with I'm that. I'm for peace too. And you God know what? You, and, and one of my New no, Year's resolutions, man, I am never going to call my good friends like you a nigga again. But nigga, it's been great talking with you. <laughs> uh, you know what I said to myself in the new year? I'm not going to say bitch and coon. Right. But if you ain't the coon in this fear-chucking nigga I ever met, Russ, the most fear-chucking his life-skinned coon-ass nigga I ever met. <laughs> But you know what? You my nigga. If you don't get no bigger, Russ, All I love right. you. I love y'all out love there, you, baby. <laughs> All right, clip pile, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Russ Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and let everyone in your circle know about the Russ Podcast. We'll be dropping Russ's rants occasionally, so make sure you check that out. And a new episode each week. Check me out during the weekday mornings on the Russ Par Morning Show, syndicated nationally. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Russ Parr Show. Thanks again, y'all.